this is the education show unlocking opportunities in teaching and learning through collaboration proudly brought to you by zabuza.net and once more another edition of the education show today today we're getting serious because we're talking parliaments today what am i talking about it'll all become clear uh, let me first introduce my special guest manda mlo Mula, yeah, here we go. Mulaudzi. Mulaudzi. I, 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 yeah. I can get that's it. That's right. a mouthful. Don't worry, Dave. No, no. Manda Mulaudzi. I can get this right. Okay. There's no excuse for me to fall over my tongue. Um, oh, wait. I can. I have got an excuse. I've, I've already been on uh, on air on radio for the last three hours. So I've just about used oh. my words up for today. Oh. Uh, but anyway, uh, Manda, welcome. It's so good to have you along with us. Um, you are from well you wear several hats but uh, you're from uh, a company called common sense holdings uh, yes. so before we dive in tell me a little bit about uh, manda who you are and then we can lead into what are we talking about when we talk politics and parliament cool so i can just start yeah some manda um, i just started this uh, small startup common sense holdings the actual the original name or where the common sense comes from is that it's actually not so common. So we found that especially working in the technology industry, people like to complicate things instead of like um, looking at the common sense solution, which is staring them right in the face. So that's where it came from. And then we, we focus on as a company is mostly educational technology and software and also consulting. We do quite a number of things with other schools and clients. But uh, yeah, and it was just born from the need of simpler elegant educational softwares and I think in terms of in in general technology is moving so much faster if you look at the banking industry and you look at other industries they are miles ahead compared to education and I think it's time that education catches up and so that's where our motivation comes from and it's also nice because when you're educating young people you, you get new fresh ideas and a new perspective of life and seeing how the future is going to pick it up yeah, and um, as Manda, Manda is just a very different type of kid. I, I think I started from skateboarding. I think that's really where the business kind of entrepreneurship uh, came from, is like being a skateboarder and um, just always trying things and trying to change the norm and also thinking about things from a different kind of element. And yeah, and I think one of the things that I learned, especially in skateboarding, that I try to apply in, in business, funny enough, is humility. Because skateboarding has got a, a very funny way of humbling you. If you think you've conquered the board, the board will conquer you. It's almost kind of the same. But yeah, that's just a bit of a wrap up of me, I guess. That's okay, cool. I mean, I like the skateboarding part. I used to have a, a web developer who worked with me, um, who was literally a skateboarding fanatic. And wow, somehow, it's, somehow it seemed to translate into the tech side of things. But most yeah. of the time, I had no idea what he was on about. But uh, <laughs> apparently, some, nah, of those, some of the boards that he had were very special things that were all plastered up in the office and everything. Anyway, enough of that, though. So mm. the reason I'm talking to you, though, is, is because uh, there's a very interesting topic called the World Teen Parliament. And I thought, hang on now. I mean... You know, there's, there's one side of me that goes, maybe teenagers should run the world. Um, but there's the other side of me that's going, why? What is, what is it? What is it about? Why do we need it? So speak to me about this World Teen Parliament. Okay, cool. No, Dave, I think, I think you, you, you're really asking pertinent questions. Why do we need it? Why do you think teenagers should be able to contribute into our economical world and where we should start it? 
And I just wanted to just give you the point of where the origin of this, this World Team Parliament came from. And it was just a bunch of educators uh, from all over the world kind of sitting down and asking themselves a very simple question. What degree does a president need to learn uh, in order to be president? So we don't actually have this degree for a person to become a politician. For example, I always use the example that even though we can uh, elect intelligent people, we can still take an engineer and then we can still put him in a theater and he's not a doctor. Although he's intelligent, he's not a doctor. So he's ill-equipped for that certain task. So what, what's currently happening is that we don't have anything to teach or there's no degree or formal education to teach someone to be a leader of a country, but yet we expect them to do be leaders of the country. So basically after this, uh, these educators started seeing this gap in the market and skills gap, they came back and they thought about it and they broke it down into very simple methodology. And they realized that actually what the role, the primary role of a politician or a member of parliament is to solve either a local, uh, national or global problem. And once you put it into this way, it makes it much more simplistic because think about it, especially now in the climate that we did in municipal elections. I mean, you voted for a certain party just because you want them to actually service deliver or bring the services to you that you want. And so you want them to solve some uh, local and uh, district problems. You get what I'm saying? But did we actually train these people to, to uh, actually solve these problems is a different total question. Did we equip them? Because it's not just a question of high IQ in these kind of jobs. It's also a question of high uh, EQ. For example, one of the things with the World Team Parliament, for example, as a, a skill that we want to focus on with these teenagers is quite interesting, empathy. And, when, and, and it's funny that this skill is not taught because you need to be empathetic as a leader of a nation or uh, some sort of Congress or uh, district. And the reason for this is that empathy means that you can actually put yourself in the position of your constituents and actually understand why to them this is such a pertinent problem. Because if you don't have that kind of empathy, you tend to overlook and actually, and, or not even take that problem as serious. And that's what causes quite a bit of friction within politicians, because politicians don't actually truly have empathy in terms of, you know, of, co of course, they've got a lot of problems to solve, but they need to really understand when constituents are complaining about problem and put themselves in those shoes, and then they can truly try to solve the problem. And yeah, those are some of the, the skills we want to teach them, of course, leadership, communication, actually practicality, because a lot of politicians write down amazing legislation, but we want to focus on the practical side of, of of actually being a politician because the practice is actually where the, the, the it's almost like a, the proof is where the pudding is, you know? So you need to actually be practical about ideas. You know, um, a good example is a lot of climate initiatives are happening in the world, but the practicality of them are near impossible to reach. So we always continuously going for a failing uh, goal, a goal that we can't reach instead of being practical about it and seeing that how do we transition in the next 10, 15 years and so on and so forth. Now, Mondo... Yeah. One of the things that, that fascinates me about this whole concept, though, is, you know, because if I think back to, to, to my younger days, nobody that I knew when they were asked what they wanted to do went, I think I'm going to grow up and become a politician. And that's yeah. really, it's always been a bit of a gray area for me. It's like, how do politicians become politicians? Uh, it's because it's not like, you know, and, and we can. Yeah, just it's about, not advertised, is it? Yeah, and, and just about across the world, it's not like, you know, it's a most sort of, you know, it's, it's one of the most sought after jobs because yeah. people look at politicians and go in general, they go, oh, you lot are all dodgy. Um, yeah. So it fascinates me that, that 
there is, and I know there's a need. I mean, if you turned mm. to me now and said, David, explain to me how parliament works, I would have no idea. Absolutely yeah. no idea. And that is tragic. Um, so the yes. fact that, that we, we're giving this kind of uh, uh, access to young people, I think, is brilliant. But how, how do those people now, the youngsters, the teens, and we're talking specifically from South Africa, how would they get involved with this sort of a process? So it's quite, uh, the entry process is quite uh, simple and, and we try to keep it as simple as possible. So basically they would maybe probably go to one of the websites that we will, I think the, uh, the Bible website or the Wilson Parliament website. They just need consent from their parents to enter, of course, and then they just do the uh, Google entry form. And then they film a 59 second video. And because we don't have a theme, we're just saying any type of problem that you need to solve should be able to, to enter this competition. They just film a 59-second video of what is their problem, how do they intend to solve it, and why it's important. Those three little factors, so 20 seconds each on, on spending time on that, very simple. We post it up on uh, Instagram and Facebook. And then what, what we thought would be so cool is that we get people to vote in terms of get the people uh, around them to actually vote for it by just liking and sharing the video. That also counts as from judgment. Then a panel of judges from the World Team Parliament will choose the top 100, uh, top 100 candidates from all over the world. Uh, and in Africa, we do have kind of a lot of spaces for it. So every single region should be representative. Uh, but we do have a bit more than 50,000 entries so far. So it's quite a bit of competition worldwide. But I mean, it's still fair game in my opinion. And sure, that's, from the, that's not bad though, hey? 50,000. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think it's great. It just shows how many, and, and when you think 50,000 is a lot, but if you look at this, that's a percentage of all the kids in the world. It's minute. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> um, you know, it's, what, I'm, what I'm impressed about in terms of that 50,000 is that our young people are, e are keen, they're interested, they're invested in this because obviously they're looking around and going, hang on, guys this stuff isn't working the way we think it should and they they want to get involved that's absolutely fantastic i'm very impressed with that now yeah, and i think i think also they're much more conscious than, than uh, our uh, older generations and i think they very much about in terms of even with clothing they're very conscious they'll buy only brands that you know do recycling and and all these sorts of things so i think they're very much uh, much more conscious about it. And also, I think they help with the science that's around now about how the world works and, and the availability of information. I mean, my little cousin will like, anything I say, she doesn't believe, she'll just be like, I'm going to Google it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So we have encyclopedias, they have got Google, which is instantaneous, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. Manda, just tell me, in terms of this, this so we've got from... Africa and South Africa, we've got a certain amount of people that are now going to be nominated, judged onto this, uh, this world uh, body. Does it, does it have teeth in, in the sense of um, this world okay, cool. team parliament? Does it, is, is there Great. something we no, can do with I, it? I like that question. No, for sure. So uh, some of the partners that are partnered up with the world team parliament are, of course, you, the UN. So it's constructed kind of with, with the kind of UN type of work methodology and guidelines. So UNESCO is part of it, which is the Division for Education for the UN. Uh, we've got the British uh, educational sector involved. Uh, we've got a couple of universities from all over the world also involved. Um, and basically the, the key is, this is how it's actually gonna work, which is made more fascinating in terms of what impact they can have. So once the hundred are selected, right? What we do as the older generation is just actually just kind of guide them. 
We don't actually want to tell them what to do in terms of how to solve their problem. We want them to ask us questions where they will need our, our expert advice. So example, I'm one of the sponsors there. So if some of the kids have an idea with technology or something like that, then I can come in and assist them and we can make the idea reality in terms of technology and the practicality of making the idea come up. And there's certain experts within the judging panel who will be guiding them in terms of it. Because we don't want to almost tell them what to do because that almost comes back to class. We want them to say, here's your problems. I think maybe one thing we can do is that maybe we know that a problem in Spain and one in Brazil are quite similar. We'll partner them up and be like, okay, you guys can have a bigger impact if you guys both do this together and so on and so forth. But the, the, the only guidance we're gonna give them is that you guys need to sit down now as a hundred of intelligent students in the world and solve all of your hundred problems. How do you guys do this? How do you work, cooperate, international cooperation? How do you, uh, how do you guys discuss which one should you do first? And you guys will just tell you that maybe do a cost benefit analysis in terms of this idea, which one you guys should go for. But we want them to decide. And the reason why is that we're gonna be dead when these kids are leading this, these nations. Yeah, we, we, can't, we, we can't baby feed them anymore. They need to realize that they need to debate what ideas need to come out. They need to start and structure it because if we, we will give them guidelines, but we don't want to structure it because something new can come about. Maybe we've been thinking about parliament and government very wrong. Maybe they might more, be more liberal. And maybe and we want to see if this thing about parties, for example, actually a good thing, or instead of people who've got great ideas to solve problems. Right? Would you rather solve a uh, thing? Would you vote for a person who's going to solve problems or a party because you're aligned with it? These kind of things, you know? So we want to get into them and say, guys, you guys are here. We've got the resources. They will get funding if the idea is very practical, especially if it's aligned with the UNESCO uh, manifold, if it has something to do with education, upliftment, and stuff like and, and, and self development within teenagers. They've got definitely funding. So they can get their ideas funded. But the whole premise about this actually teaching kids. How do you actually on a global scale cooperate and solve problems in essence? And then those problems must have a direct impact on society. Look, it's the first one that we're going to do. And so, of course, there's going to be hiccups. But as this program gets bigger and bigger, and also that we've got alumni, because we want to keep track of these kids that have actually entered and become members. We want them to continue next year and become almost like ambassadors for it so that they continue in, in it. And maybe one day, and, and, and which is that we were thinking about the other day in a meeting, we were like, how do these kids maybe even enter the UN? Because they've been trained from so long to enter into this actual global type of environment, which is pretty much where you get it in, in the biggest type of parliamentary sense is the UN. And how do you guys get that thing? Um, how do you communicate with different kids? I mean, some of them will be speaking English, some of the Spanish based, some are from India. So it's actually, that is the actual reality of when you face it. Parliament, that's the actual truth. It's not that I just have to get votes from my people here. I mean, how do you make trade deals? You need to go out to these countries and communicate with these people, understand their cultures, see what kind of problems they have, look at what their global interests are. Do they align with yours? All of this, we start them when they're teenagers. Man, this is a fantastic idea because as you were speaking now, I was just, you know, having a brief look around in my head at, at governments and, and parliaments around the world. And I'm like, it may have been a good idea at some stage, but clearly something is wrong. I mean, the people yeah. are telling us that there's something wrong across the world. Um, mm. And the, just the very fact that uh, you're going to be giving these young people an opportunity to go, okay, Let's, let's, let's literally reinvent the wheel here and see if we can make 
it work better. And I think that is absolutely fantastic. What kind of problems, though, uh, do you foresee them talking about, Manda? I think, I think on a local level, you'll start seeing very primitive type of problems depending on the background of the child. So it could be something as, as simple maybe from Africa. It's like, okay, maybe clean water access to facilities. Um, you know, like one of the things that I've seen a lot of kids here have been talking about is this solar. They've been going on about solar energy and why don't you use it and so on and so forth. So I think renewables will definitely be a big topic within it, of course, because I think the younger generation are truly, truly, truly invested in renewables. Uh, I think also someone actually, um, interestingly, one of these kids entered about gender, gender equality, which was an interesting one. That yeah. I thought that, you know what, I think people need to touch on this. Thing. And, and how do we sort this gender inequality with, within the world that's more inclusive? How does this all work out? You get what I'm saying? So gender equality was a different one, which I thought was, was a cool one because it, it, it talks to a bit more, a topic that's almost like taboo. You yeah. know what I mean? What yeah. does this payment and equal gap mean? And, and all of these things. And I think these kids are more um, more uh, wise. And you know, the, the funny thing, this child who did this gender equality was interested. She watched the video about this startup in America. She's an American child. And she said that this startup actually how they get raises and everything the whole company votes on what how, how much someone should get paid so it's it's not that saying that everybody earns equally they're saying that if you deserve it the staff will say that you get paid more which was a totally interesting concept it's quite a small company i think over about 80 to 100 people but they're still doing it and it's worked quite well so people know who's getting paid what but they also say they deserve it so she said, why don't we start looking into these kind of models in terms of how do we, let's say we're not going to solve the inequality gap if we keep quiet about it, but how's about we vote? You know, so if you're a much more skilled worker, you do get paid more, but it's more sense and more fairness and more transparency with it. So I thought that was a, a great um, um, idea about how, how do we solve the gender inequality. There's a lot of technologies also involved in it uh, as normal like kids coming up with apps like how do you rate and like they would love to get paid to rate um, uh, adverts. I thought that was a funny idea but I thought, you know what maybe this can be like something that can work. I mean you know what I mean you watch adverts anyway so might as well rate them and get a bit of money so I think it's, it's quite an interesting yeah, debacle. So yeah so I think the, the limit is that I don't want to stop kids from thinking about these topics I just talked about. I think, we, as you can see, it's a wide variety of, mm, of, yes. uh, of ideas. And we're not limiting them because anything for us, anything that is an actual social problem that needs something to be addressed is actually a valid problem. And we don't want to exclude it because we've got a theme or something like that. No. Okay, so so just to, to recap and make sure I understand uh, what, what this uh, World Teen Parliament is about, once the judging has been, uh, you know, has been wrapped up and we now have these hundred young people um, yeah. and the parliament is convened, yes. what, what happens then? I mean, how long are they involved with this process for? So it is, it is about a year. Uh, a lot of it is probably going to take in total official time. We're limited to three weeks. So we're trying to get them during their school holidays. Of course, we don't want to disturb them during their work and school time because that'll be unfair i mean they've got sports and all of that so it will within the year you'll spend about three proper three weeks one of the holidays three weeks working truly to get your idea out there but it's it's up to them as the parliament that they can convene normally it's online meetings so maybe probably once a week they will have a meeting just to come uh, just to kind of like assess where they are 
what kind of help do they need and we just catching up with them. And then they'll have a, probably a three week period, each of them to make the idea really a reality during one of their holidays. That's when we kind of planning it out. But I mean, if the kid wants to put in more time and if they put more time, that's the more the merrier. But we, we're saying about three weeks minimum, you know, we need from, from the kid throughout the whole year. All right, now let's assume, and I, I believe that this is going to happen, that these young people come up with some brilliant ideas, brilliant mm. solutions. Um, where is it going to go from then? Because you did mention that if they are good, there they, they might be funding available. For sure. So we will try to get funding from them. From The UN is probably the closest. And I, I'm, I'm busy trying to speak to the UN in SADC, uh, trying to convene them. And I'm actually thinking about why don't we just take this model and make a South African version of it. Uh, I think this could be really, really good for the SADC region in just in general as just a, a, a very suitable program. Uh, and then also, uh, and the second uh, part about it is that we give them a, quite a bit of exposure. So Babel World is a magazine that's international and it focuses on students and, and student achievements and everything. So we'll be writing stories on them there. And also they connected with some uh, venture capitalist uh, funds. So hopefully some of them can come in if they like the idea. So there's many... Um, variables of if, how the idea can come into reality. It depends on what the idea is and which kind of stakeholders will best uh, represent uh, or best people to actually get that idea kicking and running. So we'll look at it as idea-based, but I know UN does have funds for us, but I mean, you know what I mean? So if some, if another idea is a bit more intensive to a certain sector and anything, we will try our best to find that some people that who can actually fund this idea and get it off, off the ground. And I think from, from a company's point of view, I mean, we're looking into it in terms of if we involve other companies, they can look at this from a CSIR type uh, initiative from the point of view, you know? Mm. So, yeah. So we, and I mean, if you look at the website, we've got like quite a number of highly skilled business type people within it. I'm more the young enthusiastic part of, of it who's trying to push the, the youth and I think it's just, imp- and, and, and I think why this thing to me it speaks to a lot is that I, I've been very fortunate to travel in the world. So I know how important it is with, when you start meeting people from the world and start understanding how people think differently and the cultural exchanges. And, and, and that just serves you better in the world in terms of just growing and the opportunities that can open up in terms of just, I mean, they could meet their, one of the future business partners now in this world team parliament and then further on take the idea to um, you know extreme heights mm. no well that's that's what i was thinking is is you know we we get and particularly as south africans we get so wrapped mm. up in our own country our own cultures yeah. all of those things that we forget that there's a whole big world out there and when oh, you start yeah. when you start exper- experiencing that kind of growth uh, it does mm. it, it changes you a lot but i want to take a step back though and say to mm. in terms of the Africa Teen Parliament. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm in favor. My vote's there for what it's mm. worth. I mean, I'm mm. just a voice, but uh, mm. I'm definitely, I think that would be brilliant because right? let's be honest, you know, Africa in general can use all the help it can get at the moment. And why should we have to go outside for that help? I think yeah. we've got more than enough talent and capacity within both South Africa and Africa as a whole. And, and, and you know what, it, there's, there's, there's this, these kind of things that I always look into in terms of that kind of thing. I think one of the, the, the most important things that I think Mandela once said, and, and it, it resonates with me in terms of why I'm doing this. He said, what I've done for South Africa is only about a wave in the ocean. 
And we need to kind of remember that. It's like we, we, it, what, what, what happened is basically the country changed. We've got opportunities, but now we have to utilize that opportunity. It's upon us. It's not, I'm going to have to pass on the bandwagon to someone else here. You know, it's not my problem. I didn't create it. I can't, why should I solve it? But it actually, it is yours. And mm. you should solve it. And, and, and we need to start as Africans actually solving our way in the African way because it is an African issue. You know what I mean? You don't get that issue somewhere else. So when you try to explain it to someone else, like help me with this, they don't understand because we're not actually trying to resolve them internally. And, and I think it's, and it's so important for our children just to learn how to work with each other irrespective of where their background is. But if they learn that thing of empathy, Yes. Which I, 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 and, I, and, and I keep on stressing, which is one of the core fundamentals of this, this program, is that part, if you can get those kids starting to understand from different backgrounds, each other, we've broken a barrier to entry to solving solutions because once they understand, then they can be like, I see your justification. Because if I don't understand something, it's, it's the same thing I always explain to someone. You can't force someone to believe in Bitcoin if they don't believe in Bitcoin. It's, they don't understand it, leave them alone. But if they understand it, it's a different story. They might be more willing. And, and I'm just throwing out the example of a wild thing. We you know people say, I don't understand that stuff, it's not money and everything. But if someone says they understand it, they're more willing to do it. So it's always the same kind of thing as I say, where we need to start pushing our kids to actually literally talk to each other about different problems from different places to really truly get a full picture of the world. Because if you live in Joburg, you only understand Joburg your whole life. And some of these kids won't, won't be able to travel or they haven't been able to travel anything. So to communicate with the whole world and understand that, it's so vital in the future. And it just leads them into such a good space in terms of actually resolving issues to put aside their own beliefs and say, this issue is actually bigger than me. Absolutely. Than, you know, because that's, yeah. you know, there's some, you know, no, some things are just bigger than you. Yeah, but Rhonda, incredibly valid points. And you've gotten me all excited and worked up now. And I wish I was a teenager again, uh, but those days are long gone. <laughs> if somebody is listening to this, whether it be a parent, uh, a teacher, maybe one of the learners as well, where do we go to get more information and to sign up and send you our videos? Okay, cool. So you can go to uh, babbleworld.com. Uh, and then you'll find the World Teen Parliament there. That's the official page. It's in there. Uh, you can also go to my website. Uh, I do have a link uh, in the, on the homepage at the, uh, closer to the bottom there. It is My page is common-sense-holdings.com. Uh, uh, you can find information there. Also on Facebook, you can type in World Teen Parliament. Then on Instagram, you can also type in hashtag uh, WTP. Uh, 2021 you can find uh, more information about that that's where you're posting everything and is it with the registration form i would suggest that you should uh, if you want the registration form go to my website contact me and then i'll send you the link to it because we do need your parents consent on that that front um just because then it just makes it uh, because they are under under 18 so we just need that consent and also just to get to your, your school involved that's why the registration form, you, you just get the link from me just to make sure that all those things are compliant with, because we are playing with kids um, and kids' information is very sensitive. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, for example, uh, for that, and then, yeah, they get the link from me and then I'll help them all the way. I can do, I can help them think about ideas or anything they would like to discuss and more about it. But yeah, I'd love as many schools to be involved in it. 
I think it's also just a great opportunity for your school just to put in some good news in the newsletter, you know, instead of maybe putting in new different uh, COVID precautions. Yeah, absolutely. Now, <laughs> Manda, uh, are you guys, are you guys, uh, are you yourself involved in the, the Zabuza.net platform? Will people be able yes, to yes, get? Yes, yes, yes. I am. Uh, yes, I am involved in it. Um, um, underneath the World Team Parliament. Uh, yes, I did create an account. So yes, you can contact me through there. And okay. yeah, hopefully we, we can take everything yeah from from there. And then I can send you some more links if you need to put the article or something somewhere else. No problem. Fantastic stuff, Manda Mulawitsi. Thank yeah. you so much. Just uh, again, if you want to go and check out. Uh, uh, Monda's website, at least, where and that's probably the easiest place to go to. Uh, you just have to go to common-sense-holdings.com, otherwise through the Zabuza platform, and, and get hold of him. Monda, thanks, man, for taking the time out having a chat to us. I'd love to invite you right now, um, when this, this teen parliament is up and running, maybe come back on the mm -hmm. show, maybe have some of our parliamentarians that can join you and tell us uh, what their experience is as well. Oh, for sure. I think that is a, that is a fantastic uh, opportunity and, and it'd it be beautiful for my side because then I'll do this talking and just let you talk to them because it's all about them. We old now, our time has come and gone. Yeah, think, absolutely. Yeah, to, give them, <laughs> to give them a platform and a voice would be sensational. And I think, yeah, that'd be an amazing thing. I will definitely be in contact with you as soon as uh, the closing date is the 15th of December, just to put it out there. So there is some time. You've got a bit of a month and a bit. So kids do enter. Don't worry. It doesn't mean that if you entered a bit late, it doesn't mean you can't win. It definitely means you can. And yeah, thank you so much, Dave, for your time. And I think it was a fantastic interview. I hope to do more when. Yeah, I hope a lot of these kids enter this and take the opportunity with both hands. Absolutely. It is an amazing opportunity. Banda Molozzi, thank you so much for taking the time out and having a chat with us. Uh, I wish you all the very best going forward and uh, look forward to chatting to you again, maybe next time about the African Teen Parliament. I hope so too. I, I hope so too. It's a, it's, a, it's a work in progress, but uh, I always, if you believe enough, the energy will come. Fantastic stuff. There we go. Wraps it up for this edition of The Education Show. My special guest, Manda Mulotzi, and uh, we're talking about the World Teen Parliament. Uh, check it out. Get involved. Uh, as I said, it wraps it up to each and every one of you. Take care. Look after yourselves. And thank you for listening. That was The Education Show. Simply learn. Join the conversation on zibuza.net. That's Z-I-B-U-Z-A.net.